Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles with you today, if you'll take them out and let's, let's go to the back of the book. Let's go to Revelation 22. Revelation 22. You know, as we begin another year, I want to draw your attention this morning. I want our focus for the next few minutes to be on the word soon. Soon is a word that we all are accustomed to. We often use it in our conversations, maybe a phone call. I'll be there soon. Maybe you're in a meeting or with someone else and you send the text that says, I'll call you soon or there's a decision to be made and you say I'll let you know my answer soon I think a phrase uh, that we've all heard in the last couple years is we'll have the test results soon 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 denotes an event of imminency it won't be long it will be soon Revelation 22, let's go there together, Revelation 22, verses 12 and 13, he says these words to the church, look, for I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. For I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. Father, today as we come before you, pray today, Father, you help us to shift our focus. In a season of heaviness, I pray today we'll find hope. In a season of confusion, I pray you'll take us back to what we know. I pray you'll be here with us in this moment, in this time together. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said in agreement. Amen. Amen. You know, as 2022 is getting a fresh start in our lives, there's a lot of things, I'll be honest with you, as I began preparing for today, I thought, wow, Lord, what, what, what do I share? Beginning a new season, there's many... You know, it was kind of almost like the list was so long. Then there was the normal, if you will, sermons that you expect to hear from a pastor at the beginning of the year. And I prayed this week and I just said, Lord, I really don't care about doing maybe what's the popular thing. I just want today to share what's on your heart. It's from that today, I want to remind you of this. Jesus is coming soon. I don't share that today really as a um, warning call, even though in Matthew 24 and throughout the Gospels and throughout the book of Revelation, we find the words of the warning call, and it absolutely is a warning. Um, a, a couple passages I would Tell you Luke 12 and 40 says you must also be ready because Son of Man will come at an hour when you don't expect Him. Matthew 24 and 27, for as the lightning comes from the east and is visible in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Matthew 24 and 36, but about the day or the hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son but only the Father. Here's some good words, Philippians 4 and 5. 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Hebrews 10 and 37, for in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. I think it would be an understatement to say that the last couple of years has been a different time. Really, as a nation and generation, our nation throughout its existence, well over 200 years, has experienced a lot of difficulties. But you and I, this is our generation. Though some of you in this room, you may have experienced some things many years ago. For the majority of us in this room, the last couple of years has been something we've never experienced before. It has been a season, um, it's been a season of fear. I, I have seen people that I have been around my entire life. People that always seemed very confident and sure of themselves and sure of their surroundings. And yet, I have heard fear, fear, fear coming from them. I, I'm concerned, I'm worried, I'm afraid. And rightfully so, this has been a crazy time. Some of you during this time have lost loved ones. Some of you sitting in this room, you have lost loved ones through uh, this crazy time. And you've been left with wondering what in the world is going on and how can we make it through this time. And, and the truth is, um, please don't miss it, I'm not trying to be political, and that is not my agenda today, but the words you continue to hear are, is only words of fear. Nothing of confidence. And I will tell you, uh, the, the mindset of people have changed in the last couple of years, haven't they? Isn't it amazing the polarizing opinions that are out there? I mean, it's, you have one extreme and then you go to the other extreme and there are very few people that are right in the middle. It's either one side or the other, but it has polarized our people. It has separated people. It has caused people um, to be alone from everyone else. And I would remind you that it was God in the beginning after he created Adam in the garden. It was God that said, it is not good for man to be alone. It was never God's intention. We don't do well. It's been a season of discouragement. I have seen people walk through depression. I have seen people walk through difficulties. Uh, I have seen people walking through the valleys. I've seen people on the mountaintops, many in the valleys, many going through difficulties and troubles. And I think what's happening right now, if I were to bring all of that together, I would say we are almost uh, overwhelmed by what's happening around us. The news is filled with it. Social media is filled with it. And it, it has left us with a feeling, uh, what, what are we going to do? What will tomorrow... Probably as never before, um, you know, we usually traditionally when we come to the beginning of a new year, we are looking forward to great change and, and great things ahead of us. But I tell you, I think as we walk into 2022, probably more people's minds are on what is 2022 going to be because the last two years have been something we didn't even imagine. It's difficult. You know, for those who have walked through this time and have said, man, this thing is nothing to worry about, we have people on the other end of the spectrum that have stood beside the caskets of loved ones and have lost dear ones through this time. There's been a change of mindset. What I'd like to do for the next few minutes, if you don't mind, I want to try to lift our attention off of COVID. I'd like to lift our attention off of fear. I'd like to lift our attention off of the news media and uh, 
what's happening in Washington, what's not happening. And I'd like to lift our attention for a few minutes off the Republicans and the Democrats and everyone else in the mix. I'd like for the next few minutes to Dr. Fauci to be in the shadow. <laughs> to lay it all aside. Because those things are, I would probably describe them as unknowns. And it's unknowns that bother us, isn't it? We don't like unknowns. We like to have control of the situation. But it is a season of unknowns. I want to lift your attention today off of the unknowns, and I want to lift them to the known. I want to remind you today that Jesus is coming. And my focal point, you know, I have, as many of you, I have been in church the majority of my life, and I have heard messages, and I'll tell you, in uh, January the 3rd, uh, will be 33 years for me that I have been in ministry and preaching the gospel. And I can't tell you in 33 years how many times that I have preached messages on Christ's return. And often those messages have been uh, focused, and rightfully so, on those who are not ready. You know, if, if some of you are in my generation, you remember growing up with movies like Thief in the Night. Anybody that grew up in church remembers that, man, people gripping the pew. <laughs> I could still remember the sound of the music that played in the movie so many years ago. Today, that's not my focus, though that is a real part of the fo focus. Today, I want to lift your attention to something better. It's a trite statement if you've heard it many times and you've heard me say it many times, but the best is yet to come. This season has got us in so engulfed in a season of I don't know what to do and do I take a shot, do I not take a shot, do I do, I do this, do I get with this group, do I get with that group. It's so much confusion. I'm telling you, everything's getting ready to get straightened out. Everything's getting straightened out. The questions one day are all going to be answered. The confusion is all going to be over. And everything for those who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior, everything is going to be made right. And not only is it going to be a time of hope, and the, the Scripture says to us, actually, if you want to go ahead and turn, we're going to spend a few minutes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Not only is it going to be a great thing that we know that for the children of God, we know that this is called the blessed hope, the return of Christ, when he's going to make all things new, when he's going to change everything, when it won't be Trump or Biden in the office, it'll be Jesus Christ on the throne. Amen. It won't be the Republicans or the Democrats in control. Isaiah 9 and 6 says the government will be on his shoulders, speaking of Jesus. And he will be called the Most High, the Prince of Peace. I tell you, there will be a time of peace. But it won't be by man. It won't be by whoever gets in office. It'll be when Jesus Christ sits on the throne, King of kings and Lord of lords. 1 Thessalonians, if you have your Bibles, let's, let's just go there this morning. You know, I, I think as we walk through this time, uh, another word that we might use to describe the season we're in would be the word loss. Loss of uh, faith, loss of Loss of peace, loss of loved ones, loss of the way of life as we've always known it. Many words we could say it's a loss, but I'm telling you that in Jesus Christ, there's a gain that's coming. There's a gain. 
1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13, brothers and sisters, he's writing these words to the church. He says, we don't want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you will not grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. And I would tell you, um, for those of you who have lost loved ones this year and you have walked through a season of grieving, he doesn't say we won't grieve. doesn't say that he says we won't grieve like the rest of men who have no hope the grieving is there but in the process of that grief there is simultaneously there is a hope that we know the best is yet to come and this is not all there is to it verse 14 for we believe that's an important statement right there for we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. Hmm. God will bring with Jesus, you've wondered where they're at. You've wondered where your loved ones are at that you've lost. God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. Verse 15, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive and are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. I want to give, I want to explain something because many people read that word sleep and they, they wonder what, what does that mean because there are, there are groups of people uh, in America that believe uh, that when we die, we go into a state of just sleep, and they, they call it soul sleep. And it, you, you, know, you just kind of uh, die, and you, you're put in the grave, and you are uh, asleep until the Lord's return, and then you'll be resurrected. But when Jesus is talking about sleep, I would take you back to an account, and it's the account of Lazarus. And Lazarus has died, and Jesus is going, and... and uh, they get there, and you know, the disciples said, Jesus, we need to go ahead and go. And he said, we're not going yet. And they said, but he's sick, and you need to get there. And Mary Martha wanted him there. Everybody wanted him there. And uh, Jesus, at the end of that account, he gets, gets kind of straightforward with the disciples. And he says, listen, I told you he was sleeping, but I'm really, really trying to get you to understand he's dead. But I'm going to wake him up. So when we read the passage that says these who are asleep in him, oh, friends, they're not just in a state of slumber. Uh, the, the apostle Paul said to be absent from this body is to be very present with the Lord. Verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. I live next door to a cemetery. And, and I want to go in the rapture. But I'd almost love to be there standing on the side of the cemetery just to watch. You know, I, I was telling, um, I think it was Dave I was telling before service. This year, we have seen more funerals at that cemetery than we've ever seen. But I'm telling you, there's going to come a day when every funeral that's happened there uh, for those in Christ is going to be undone. The grave will not be able to hold them. The dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Here's a great statement. And so we will be with the Lord forever. I think here's the purpose of this morning, verse 18. Because of all that, that's what therefore means. Because of all of that, encourage one another with these words. We are in a season for many of separation. We are in a season of uh, walking through a time by ourselves. I want to encourage you today. It's not the end of the story. Not the end of the story. Because when I take you to the back of the book, 
we find the words, I'm coming soon. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed. Uninformed because it's the hope of every believer. Verse 14 says, for we believe that Jesus died and he rose again. And so we believe God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. This truth is part of the gospel message. We believe Jesus died. He died for your sins. He died to bring salvation. He died to finish the work. But we also believe that he rose again. Because he rose again, there's a promise for you and for me. What a great hope for the church. What a great hope for those who have loved ones who have died in Christ. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, you must believe the remaining part of the Scripture that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. Since death had no residual power over Him, it will have no power over us. Yes, it may take us by the way of the grave. The truth is, I'm not promised tomorrow even uh, any of you in this room, not one of us has promised tomorrow. We're all one heartbeat away from eternity. Death may take us by the way of the grave, but I declare over you today that one day the hold death has will be broken and death will be swallowed up in victory for every believer because Jesus said in John 14 and 19 because I live you will live also 1 Corinthians 6 and 14 by his power God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also see the raptures for those who have a relationship with Jesus. Behold, I'm coming soon. When he comes, everything will change. Our world right now is so locked into looking. You, you can see, you can see, if you will look with spiritual eyes, you can see the setup for the end time events to happen because our world right now is looking just for somebody to come up with an answer just waiting on one person that'll stand up and say i've got all the answers change i want to show you as we walk through this passage the elements of the coming of the lord we find in verses 15 to 16 he said according to the lord's word we tell you that we who are still alive who are left until the coming of the lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep for the lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of god and the dead in christ will rise first you and I are the bride of Christ. The heavenly bridegroom is preparing to come and to gather his bride from the four corners of this earth. There's a strong attachment here. He's the one. He's the one who came to this earth. He's the one who went to the cross. He's the one who died for our sins. He's the one who redeemed us. Salvation is found in no other name, Acts 4 and 12 says. He said, I am the gate. He said, if you want to get to heaven, you must go through me. It's no wonder then that he's the one that will come for us. I'm thankful to know he's not going to just send Gabriel. You see, we just walked through Christmas and Gabriel came and announced his coming. This time he'll announce his own coming. The angel won't say, hey, get ready, he's coming. He will say with the trumpet blast, I'm coming now.
the Lord will give a command. He says, he will come from heaven with a loud command. He is the voice of all voices. The same voice that said, let there be light, and there was light. The same voice that said, Lazarus, get up. You see, when he speaks, things happen. When he speaks, it gets attention. What is he going to command? I believe he will command those bodies who've been waiting on resurrection. I often use the example of my father. My father always talked about the rapture of the church. My dad always, especially I would tell you the last couple years before Alzheimer's um, took a, a strong grip on him. Every time that we'd get in the car, Dad, it didn't matter. We could start talking about the weather, and Dad would say, you know what? One day the clouds are going to separate, and Jesus is coming. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it didn't matter what we talked about. It always came back around to the topic, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. He'd say, son, you, you, you've got to be here. Jesus is coming soon. He's been waiting for him to come soon. Because what a resurrection morning it's going to be. The Lord will give a command summoning the bodies of everyone who's died in Christ to immediately rise from the graves and come to life. John 5 and 25, Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Next, it says there's a trumpet call. Since Jesus is gathering together those who have died, he has given the command to resurrect. Now there's a trumpet call, a trumpet call that summons all those who are watching and alive, ready for the return of Jesus Christ. I thought of Brother Wayne this week in his years of the military and probably how many times he's heard a trumpet sound throughout the years of military and many of you that have done the same. Throughout the years, throughout the military, a trumpet has been sounded. It was the call for soldiers to begin assembling for formation. In the very near future, we're going to hear a trumpet sound. It'll be for the assembling of the soldiers. Those who fought the good fight of faith. Those who've remained faithful to the call. The trumpet blast will come and it will be a call gathering them together in formation for the Son of Man is returning and he's going to gather his bride together. 1 Corinthians 15 and 51 through 52. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep or we could put in there, we'll not all die. We'll all be changed in a flash. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. He continues in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16, he says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. You know, one of the things they do is, um, throughout years, when, when it was Jesus' time and Jesus died and they put him in the tomb, says they rolled a huge stone over the face of the opening, and not only was that enough, but they sealed it and put uh, the signet ring stamp in it, and then uh, there were soldiers that were stationed by. Gives us the idea that it's, it's about protecting what's inside today when we lose a loved one. Of course, we know they, they are placed in the casket, and the casket goes in a vault, and then it's buried or it's put into a sealed place. It's coming a day it won't be able to hold them any longer. 
the thrust of life that came into the tomb that day. It didn't matter how many soldiers. It could have been all the soldiers in the entire world. It couldn't hold the Son of God in the tomb. The big rock that man put there couldn't hold him in. And I tell you, there's not a casket, there's not a vault, there's not a mausoleum that will be able to hold. There's not an urn that will be able to hold the children of God. Because when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will rise first graves will open the bodies are going to come up out of the ground in an instant in a moment in the twinkling of an eye the grave is going to be robbed of its power notice this in verse 17 he says after that we who are still alive or left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air And so we will be with the Lord forever. One of the things I have enjoyed doing uh, this past summer, uh, we we took a trip and we uh, we flew down to Gatlinburg area, and uh, it was the first time Paula had been in a plane with me before, but she'd never flown through the clouds with. If you've never flown through the clouds in a small airplane, it's way different than a big airplane. (laughs) Because when you fly in a really big airplane, you know, you look down on the clouds. But when you fall, Josh will relate to that. When you fly around uh, in a small plane, you fly around the clouds. uh, It is mesmerizing. It, it It is a, you know, it can be raining down here. Every day, every day, I would tell you that every day in this life, don't let bad weather get you down because every day the sun is shining on the top. But as you leave the ground and you climb and you climb and you climb, and a lot of times there'll be a small hole and you climb right through that hole in the airplane and you get up and it's just, I mean, like they're right there. Like you could reach out the window and touch them. You you look and they tower. It it is so beautiful, and I'm often, since those experiences, when I read this scripture, it says we're going to meet the Lord in the clouds. Everything, all the troubles of here are going to be left behind. The storms of life, left behind. The sorrows of life. You ever, you ever, have, have you all noticed it's been sprinkling a little bit the last few days? I told Paul the other day, I said, do you remember the last day we had a full day of sunshine? It's, you know, it's just, and I don't know about you all, but on those days sometimes, don't you just kind of feel like the, the thing you want to do is grab a blanket and go curl up on the couch and stay where it's warm and, and you know, and, and for a lot of people, I would tell you, a lot of those times are discouraging and they're desponding times and it's just like, oh my goodness, will this ever change? I'll tell you, the sun is shining every single day. And when the scripture says, we're going to meet the Lord in the clouds in the air, I tell you what, when you get on that side of the clouds, you know, because we've been looking at the clouds and it's all been dark and dreary and gray and rainy and oh, just, blah, you know, you just, nobody feels like, yes, I want to go do something. Everybody's like, I just want to go take a nap. <laughs> I will tell you, the clouds on that side do not look like the clouds on this side. On this side, they're dark, and they're gloomy, and it's foggy, and it's hazy, and you can't see things. I would tell you, when you get on the other side of the clouds, it is clear, it is beautiful, it is bright, it is sun shining. And I think of when I read this passage, as we meet the Lord in the air, and we pass through the clouds, we leave behind all of those things who have broken our hearts, and have troubled us, and have caused confusion, and COVID, and everything else will be left behind. And we will meet the Lord in the air. We'll meet him in the air. It says we'll be caught up together with them. I've kind of always imagined what that day might be like. I don't know about you, but I've kind of imagined. I, I kind of imagine in my mind's eye of 
somehow in the process seeing my dad, and my dad just looks at me and smiles. You see, uh, next to our house, I told you that we live next to the cemetery. That cemetery that we live next to, actually, Paula's mother is, uh, we buried her there this year. And I've thought about Jean. And uh, many of you know, knew, let me get my mouth and my brain of gear. Many of you who knew Jean knew that she liked to shout and she liked to praise. And, she, and I kind of just kind of see her letting out a war hoop. <laughs> and I think if we're at home when that happens, we're going to see her. And it's going to be an incredible war hoop as she celebrates. It's all behind us now. We're going to be caught up together with them, with them, with them, with them. We're separated now. We're going to be caught up together with them. They've been going for a little while with them. And we're going to go together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And I love this part. And so we will be with the Lord forever. We know that word caught up in the original language. That's where we get the word rapture. It's, it's the idea of we've been raptured out. We've been caught up moving through time and space. We'll be caught up together with them. We're not going separate. They're not going ahead of us. We will be with the Lord forever. Our family members will be with us there. Every baby that has been miscarried. Every baby that's been aborted will be there. Every family member, every friend that has gone by the way of the grave, died in Christ, will be there in the clouds with us to meet the Lord in the air. Mike Tina will be there. Rick Vicky will be there. I think Jim will probably be singing on his way there, Judy. My dad will probably be doing, I told you so. <laughs> Many of you who have lost loved ones, they will be there. They will be with the Lord and with us. We will be there never again to part. I want to encourage you today to lift up your eyes off of the world and see the best is yet to come. Jesus is coming soon. I take you back in closing today to the end of the book. Revelation 22 and verse 12. Look, I am coming soon. You mothers in this room, when you get ready to leave your kids and you're leaving them with a family member or a babysitter, moms usually always tell the last important thing before they leave. You know, dad's going on to do anything, not paying any attention, and mom is making sure the babies are going to be okay. Mom said, now listen, here's what you need to do. A lot of things written in the book would come to the last page. And he says, listen, I'm coming soon. In fact, in this 22nd chapter, there, I have not counted them, but I can tell you what I see right now at least three times where he says in this single chapter, look, 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 listen to me. Pay attention, I am coming soon. Verse 7, verse 12, and down into verse 20. He who testifies of these things says, yes, I am coming soon. And John says, amen, so be it. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord.
as we began this year, I don't know what 2022 will hold. Um, there may be, who knows, there may be 10 more variants that come out. There may be 10 more different vaccines that come out. Uh, Washington, who knows what's going to happen in Washington. In spite of it all. I would like to encourage you to lift your eyes above the clouds. The clouds, the storms of this life, the things that have troubled, the things that have discouraged, the things who have grieved us. Lift your eyes up above them all. And know this. He says, yes, I am coming soon. I'm coming soon. First thing I would tell you this morning as you begin to walk into a new year is this. Follow the words in Matthew 24, be ready. Be ready, be watching. Be alert, Jesus is coming soon. I would tell you, my friend, today that if you are without Jesus or, uh, you know, maybe something's happened in your life and you've kind of got sidetracked and you've, um, you've not been in relationship with him like you once were, it's a great day to return. It's a great day to turn to him. And if you are ready for his return and you do know Jesus and you love him with all your heart, I encourage you to lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. This is not all there is to it. You know what? The best, the best that the world can give. You know, on my many of you have Facebook and Instagram and all the other grams and books. And, and one of the things, I don't know how I got it, but one of the things recently that's been coming across one of my feeds is all these uh, mansion houses and all these houses that are for sale and you know twenty million dollars and forty million dollars and a hundred million dollars and and the other day I was sitting there and my popped on the phone and I said Paula said look at this I mean Paula loves to swim and this house had water slides and it had all kinds of stuff behind it and you know it's, it's kind of like you see pictures of palaces and you think man it's man that's unbelievable nothing compared to what yet is ahead of us nothing this world has some good things and i'm thankful to live life and i'm thankful to live life with you and experience life together with you but i tell you what what you and i have here is nothing compared to what you and i will have there on that side the best is yet to come the best is yet to come When you walk through stores and you see people who are in wheelchairs, there won't be any wheelchairs there. When you walk through places and you see people with tears in their eyes and flowing down their face, there will be no more tears there, no more sorrow. There won't be any more tests, no more sickness, no more doctors. It's all going to be done away with. And in fact, in Revelation, he said, I'm making everything new. It's a new year. And he's getting ready to make everything new. My encouragement to you today as we begin 2022 is lift up your eyes. Lift them up off these things. Lift them up off of the world. Lift them up off the troubles. And know this, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus, I want to tell you, if you've ever believed in Bible prophecy and end times, man, I'll tell you what, things are changing and they're changing fast. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Soon. The word is soon. 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 You know, soon does not denote a specific time. It doesn't say nine, it's soon. Time is unknown. Jesus says, the angels don't know. He said, I don't know, but my father knows. But my father says, it's very soon. And if it was soon then, how much sooner must it be today? Would you bow your heads with me? Friend, first of all, I want to give an opportunity for any of you who do not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I want to give you an opportunity today to not receive religion, but I want to encourage you to receive a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died for you and he died for me. And he gave us the greatest gift that could ever be given. And that's the gift of eternal life.
He wants you to have that gift. And if you've not yet given your life and surrendered your life to Jesus, I want to encourage you today. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus today as your Savior. And as you're watching online today, wherever you may be, you may be in a car, you may be on a break at work, wherever you're at, friend, you too, I want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ today as your Savior. With heads bowed and just... That's really just as an act of prayer and worship. I want to lead you in a prayer today. And if you've not yet received Christ, you may say, man, I don't even know where to start, preacher. I want to give you a, I want to give you a starting point. Today, I want to lead you in a prayer. And I'd like to invite you across this room and online to pray this prayer along with me. And friend, I believe this. If you pray the prayer from your heart, I believe Jesus will come in today. Become the Lord of your life. Would you pray this prayer with me? Say the words, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and you rose again just for me. Today I ask you, forgive all my sin. Make me your child and make me ready for heaven. I choose today to receive you as my Lord and Savior and I trust you to take my life and make it secure in Jesus name amen now with your head still bowed I'd just like to pray today I'd like to pray for many of you today in this room and online who are walking through great difficulties I want to pray for you today that our sights will be lifted off of the storms of this life. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for those who have shed tears this year. I pray for those who have walked lonely paths this year. I pray for those who have walked through sickness and great difficulty. I pray for those who have lost loved ones and those who have watched loved ones go through very difficult trials. pray for those who've just felt lost in the midst of it all. Lord, I pray for them today that you will help every one of us to lift our eyes above the things of this earth. And may our spirits be encouraged as we hear your words to us, the church. Behold, I'm coming soon. Soon it will all be over. Soon it will all change. Soon nothing will be the same. Soon, soon peace will come. Soon no tears. Soon no death. Soon no trials, no sickness. Soon, soon. Many of you have been walking this journey. This seems like it's been a long journey. I tell you, soon he's coming. Soon, soon. Don't give up hope. Don't give in. Soon he's coming. The enemy may have been trying to discourage you and cause you to give up. I encourage you, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Soon he's coming back. Soon he will return. This is only a season. Soon it's going to change. Lord, I pray you'll help us today to lift up our eyes and look to you. The one who began and the one who will finish. For he who began the good work in you, he's the one that will finish it. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
Would you stand with me this morning? I'd like to encourage you uh, to do something this morning. Uh, a lot of times when we leave church, we'll see people and we'll say, well, how was your Christmas and how was your New Year's celebration and how, how are you doing how this? I'd like to encourage everyone, when you leave here today, anybody you come in contact with, I'd like to encourage you to say one word to them. And I've encouraged you in this before and I will probably do it till uh, they lay my head to rest. I want to encourage you to look at them and say, Maranatha. Maranatha means the Lord's coming. So instead of talking about, well, how bad this was or how bad that was or Maranatha. And then you can go on talking about your celebration if you want. But I'd like to encourage everybody in this place when you come in contact. And I want to encourage you as I always have. I think it'd be great to flood Facebook and Instagram and all that other stuff. Maranatha, the Lord is coming. Maranatha, I say to you today, Maranatha, Robert Maranatha, Wayne Maranatha, Sandy Maranatha, can't wait to see your mom and dad, Rick Maranatha, Kenan Maranatha, Dave Maranatha, Mike Maranatha, Lisa Maranatha, Ben Maranatha, buddy, because you see, I'm doing this because I ain't going to see all y'all. You're going to get out before I can get to you. Tony Maranatha, Phil Maranatha, Joe Maranatha, to all of you, I would say, Maranatha, the Lord is coming. May the Lord bless you with hope today. Thank you, brother. When the world is filled with hopelessness, I pray the blessing of hope over you. May you be filled with hope and not just filled, but may your life overflow with hope that can only come through Jesus Christ. May you be filled with hope that in 2022 it will carry you through every valley, every trial, every trouble, every discouragement, every difficulty. The hope that is in Jesus will carry you through. Now may the God of all hope fill you with his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you all. Be blessed. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you.